0: you're listening to small business big impact how to support employees experiencing family and domestic violence this podcast contains content which you might find distressing if you or someone you know needs support please call lifeline on one 14 or 1800 respect that's 1800 737 732
1: Welcome back to Small Business Big Impact, a podcast about family and domestic violence created specifically for small business owners. My name is Gretel Colleen. In our last episode, we learned about ways that an employee's behaviour at work might change if they're experiencing family or domestic violence. So if you're concerned about an employee, the next step is to have a conversation with them, which I understand is completely daunting which is why we're doing these podcasts to help you. We're not going to magically turn you into a counsellor overnight, and we don't want to. That's not your job and you already have one running your business. But we are going to give you some important tips on how to start the conversation and how to guide your employee to expert support. So let's start with a possible scenario.
0: Maria owns a fashion boutique and has noticed that Karina, one of her salespeople, has been acting differently lately. Even though it's perishingly hot, Karina has been wearing long sleeves to work. She's also been arriving early. And this morning was windy. When Karina's skirt blew in the breeze, Maria noticed dark bruises all over her legs. She knows that dressing differently, bruises and arriving early or late to work are all warning signs of possible domestic violence. Maria stews on it for a few hours and then decides to address it directly. When no customers are in the shop, she says, Karina, I couldn't help noticing those big bruises on your legs. Do you need help getting out of a domestic violence situation? Let's get some feedback on Maria's approach.
1: Ingrid McCartney is the Director of the Immigrant Women's Support Service in Brisbane and has over 30 years experience working in the human services sector, including over a decade working with people who are or have been experiencing violence. Ingrid, thanks for joining me.
2: You're very welcome.
1: Okay, Ingrid. Now, you've had a conversation like the one Maria needs to have countless times, but this is your job and you have a ton of professional training behind you. It's a big ask for a small business owner to raise this subject out of the blue. Personally, I feel uncomfortable about the approach Maria took and her upfront question, was this the right way for her to go about that?
2: Well, it's great that Maria thought to wait until there was no customers. So she, you know, she's thinking about Karina's privacy. But what if a customer walks in in the middle of their conversation and maybe Karina bursts into tears? Mm. Because that will make her feel less safe and supported. So I'd, I'd have the conversation before the boutique opens and then I'd want to go there more gently. So I'd be saying something like, Karina, I've noticed that you've been turning up really early lately. Is that a reason around that?
1: Yes. And that leaves things open for Karina to respond. Let's say she says something like, oh yes, the bus schedule has changed because she may fear that her job is at risk or she may also not have acknowledged that she is experiencing domestic violence. So what if she gives a reasoning for being late? How could that be navigated?
2: So I would say something like, I'm concerned I saw some bruises on your legs and you've been acting a little bit different lately. Right. You don't need to talk to me about it, but I do care about you and I do care about your safety.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: You're an amazing worker. You always meet your targets and customers love you. I'm here for you if you need some support.
1: Well, that approach sounds a lot more natural. But I am curious, why did you talk about Karina's work when you're actually trying to have a conversation about domestic violence?
2: I talked about her work because I would want to validate her work. One of the things that we do know about domestic and family violence is that the abusers slowly tear away at the self esteem of the person, in this case, Karina. So the last thing I want to do is to put a lot of negativity upon her performance. Instead, I want to let her know that she's admired for her work.
1: Okay. This is all making sense. So you're finding a private time and place to talk. You're validating Karina as an employee. And then you tell Karina what you've noticed, the bruises on her legs.
2: The word noticing is really important, Gretel, mm-hmm. because it's giving her my observations without judgment. So I'm owning that. It's my observation. I see that you have bruises on your legs. Are you Okay. And it's really important to make sure that you do this in a calm way when you deliver that message to someone.
1: Yes, because you don't want Karina to feel trapped by you and your questions also. I can imagine it can go one of two ways. Karina tells you something is going on or she denies it and says everything's fine. Let's start with the second scenario. She says, honestly, I'm absolutely fine. I've started kickboxing, for example, and the bruises are from that
2: hmm I'd still say to her, okay, but um, don't forget my door's always open if you want to have a chat at any time, because I know that there's every chance that violence is occurring, but Karina doesn't feel comfortable telling her employer about it. In fact, we know that half of the people that experience domestic violence do not disclose it to other colleagues or people in their workplace.
1: And why is that?
2: Oh gosh, Gretel. there's lots of reasons why that could be. One of the big ones is though, that people are afraid about losing their job. Mm. As a business owner, I would make sure that I'd already talked to my employees about what domestic and family violence leave looks like when they start work with me, to make it very clear as to what supports are out there for them.
1: Letting a new employee know your position sounds fantastic because then they'll feel safe if this conversation is ever commenced. But how do you work that into someone's first day?
2: Well, when you're going through induction with someone, when you're talking about their hours and how much annual leave they're going to have, then I'll also be saying to them what they're entitled to as far as domestic and family violence leave. I'll make it clear that as a business owner, I will support my staff and that violence is not okay. Bear in mind, we know that one in four women are living with violence in Australia. This is a conversation that all employers need to be having with their staff
1: not only if staff themselves are experiencing domestic violence, but also so they can offer support to other staff members?
2: Yes. In fact, a recent study found that people are more likely to share their experience of violence with a close colleague as opposed to a boss. Mm. So information on how to get support is something that every single staff member needs to have access to and be aware of.
1: And what are some other reasons that people may not be ready to talk about violence at home?
2: There's at least three reasons that come to mind. A big one is that they're afraid of the violence. They're afraid that if they talk about it, their partner will find out and the violence will get worse. Mm -hmm. They will also be ashamed or embarrassed. They could be feeling like they're the failure. Why didn't I see that coming? Or they may still be processing the fact that the way that they're being treated is not normal. Particularly for a migrant woman that comes from a country where police refuse to intervene in a family violence situation, they may need to hear that in Australia, they have the right to live free from violence.
1: Yeah. And I imagine too that some don't want to raise the subject because they're simply hoping that if they stay quiet, things will get better at home. Absolutely.
2: That's right. Keep in mind that they still love that person. Their relationship may be like a roller coaster. They don't want to give up the good times, they just want the violence to stop, and that's what we hear from a lot of women, that they want the violence to stop. Some people may not want to break up the family, or they may not have support from their extended family. So a lot of pressure can be put on one person to stay in a violent relationship. So while it's
1: not a good thing in terms of receiving help, it's understandable that in response to an employer's initial approach, there's every chance your employee won't want to talk or
2: isn't ready yet. That's right. That's right it's important that an employer doesn't keep asking every day. This just puts more pressure on the woman. Keep in mind, one of the tactics of a person who uses violence is to try and get her to stop work so he can further control and isolate her. So we don't want to make work an unsafe and unsupportive place. We just want to keep the door open.
1: Ingrid, you have made the unimaginable understandable. In our next episode, we'll cover what to do if your employee does tell you about violence in the home. Ingrid McCartney, thank you so much for your time and expertise today. Thank you, Gretel. Now, before we end this episode, I'm going to say what I say at the end of every episode. If you ever have any questions or concerns about domestic violence, your first port of call is 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. In the episode notes of your podcasting app, you'll also find an easy-to-follow guide from the Fair Work Ombudsman on discussing family and domestic violence at work. And we've also included a guide from the organisation Our Watch on how to respond and how not to respond to someone who discloses domestic violence to you. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. It's essential for both you and your employees. In our next episode, we'll have the valuable opportunity to hear from a small business owner who's had multiple staff disclose their experiences of violence at home. She says she wishes these podcasts had existed back then because it was a challenging road to forge without help. I look forward to sharing that with you. See you soon.
0: This podcast has been produced for the Australian Government by Lifeline Australia. Lifeline delivers DV Alert, the nationally recognised training program for frontline workers dedicated to ending violence against women and children. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we podcast, as well as those on which you are listening, and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging.